we doing this? Really? Wait for it. Are we doing this? Wait for it. Ow! What the fuck? WTF. And it's also, eh, what the fuck? What's wrong with me? It's time for WTF. What the fuck? With Mark Marin. All right, let's do this, what the fuckers, what the fuck buddies, what the fucking ears, what the fuck nicks, what the fuckstables, what the fuck gets, what the fuck enough. I am Mark Marin. this is WTF, welcome to the show, I'm glad you're here. You know, I haven't done this in a while, I think I need to thank some people. I get so much stuff from uh, my listeners, and I certainly appreciate it, very thoughtful gifts, I get books, I get poems, I get pictures, I get things like this today, I uh, yesterday I went to the P.O. Box, and Susan uh, knitted me or crocheted or did something with her hands to create these two catnip goldfish for the cats, uh, and they love them. I love getting my cats high uh, in that way. It's a, it's a legitimate uh, or a, I, I don't know what, you, I'm not blowing pot smoke into their face. I'm giving them uh, cat drugs, and they enjoy it. Thank you, Susan. Also, I'd like to thank Lawrence over at Omnimedia, who sent me, a signed uh, expensive winos double vinyl by Keith Richards and a Keith Richards uh, T-shirt. Thank you so much for that. I, I will definitely wear that T-shirt at the gym and the the signed uh, vinyl. That's a uh, that's amazing. How many people do you know who could thank people for some uh, catnip goldfish toys for their cats and the uh, Keith Richards uh, vinyl signed? Those are the two sides of me. Again, I I read your emails. I enjoy the gifts. If I were to sit here, I would take up an entire show to thank you all for uh, for the love that comes in the form of uh, emails and gifts, and I really appreciate it. Today on the show, I'm going to talk to Doug Stanhope. Unfortunately, uh, as we all know, he did a wonderful job on Louis' show. I got this interview in the can before he did that, so we won't be talking about that. I don't want you to be sitting there thinking, what the fuck, Marin? Won't you bring up Louis? Are you that jealous? Uh, sometimes they get a little backlogged and, and this is the way it goes, but we had a nice conversation. He came over here with a whole crew of people. There were three or four people in the studio when we did the interview. So enjoy that. And also a little business, uh, around my dates. I'd like to tell you that tonight is Thursday. If you're listening to this on the day it came out, that would be Thursday, the 25th. I will be at hilarities in Cleveland, Ohio, Thursday through Sunday, uh, let's let's go a little further into the future, into September, September 8th, 9th, and 10th at Zany's in Nashville, and September 22nd, 23rd, 24th, and 25th, I believe I'm doing that Sunday, at the Improv in Louisville. There is a live WTF on the 19th in New York City. That is sold out. I apologize. We're doing one show sold out very quickly. Now, on to whatever's going on here right now. I'm in pain for no fucking reason. Uh, I guess that's something that happens with age. Is that something I just have to accept? Pain for no reason? I just I, I know I talked about my heel. I'm not going to sit here and complain. I'm going to try and broaden this reality into something I can live with. But uh, I hurt my back, and I'm ashamed to say how I hurt my back. I believe I hurt my back kicking up the toilet seat backstage in Vegas, and somehow or another I managed to hurt my back. That shouldn't happen. It's just one of those little weird things that you can happen when you get out of bed in the morning or when you sit up in a chair where you're like, what just happened? Why can't I walk? Why? And then people are like, what's the matter? I hurt myself getting up. I hurt myself lifting a toilet seat. I mean, I'm not that fucking old, but certain things seem to go and this thing in my Achilles tendon seems a little better. But how do I deal with that? You know, I'd, I'd still like to run, you know, four miles you know, twice a week like I used to. Now I just got to suck it up and realize that, nope, dude, those days are over. Or do I just continue to hurt myself? 
Knowing me, I will continue to hurt myself. Judging by the fact that last night, because I'm overly influenced by the show Chopped, uh, somehow or another, there's a fine line between, you know, challenging yourself as a cook and just realizing you have nothing in your fucking refrigerator. I made a, uh, I, I made a small pita pizza with uh, sliced fresh figs, roasted jalapenos. I put some mushrooms on there, some Jarlsberg cheese. I tweeted that, of course, because I need everybody to know exactly what I'm doing uh, in moments where I'm doing something like that, where it would look good in 140 characters. My sandwich, the influence of Chopped. Someone suggested put some honey on there. All that stuff worked out fine, but it was all I had in the refrigerator. It was no great creative feat, but it tasted good. But again, with the jalapenos, all right, this stuff has been hurting my stomach since I was ever, forever, yet I still eat it. Yet I'm still going to go running. I'm going to fight the good fight. I'm going to be a, a broken down old man with stomach problems so I can continue to run my four miles and eat my hot foods. I'm going to be one of those guys. One of those guys where people are like, maybe you should stop doing that. No, fuck you. I got to live for something. My life has to have some meaning. And if I can't shove what I want to shove into my face and walk and run where I want to run, what the hell is the point of living? Is there ever going to be a day where I just am comfortable with sitting down and saying, hey, you know, I did all right. I did the best I could. I'm still uh, having conversations and talking to people. I'm still lucid. Isn't that enough? Give me some ice cream. Why can't I have that? Oh, the other thing I was thinking about, I, uh, well, outside of the fact that, uh, you know, things are pretty intimate here at the house with me and Jess, but I woke up uh, screaming last night. Yeah. Hey, I, you know, one thing I realized about that, that no matter what's going on in your dream, yeah, last night it was, uh, I was being abducted uh, for some reason. And uh, and I remember only that. I remember like uh, that moment where you're like, hey, what are you guys, wait, ah! And then like, no matter what's going on in a dream, if you're in some sort of terror or panic, uh, before you wake up, you make something, uh, a sound along the lines of, that's that's what you wake up to, to, to your, your, your mouth making uh, frightened child sounds. But I also realized that, That'll happen no matter what the situation. I mean, if there's excitement going on in your dream, even if you're frightened for heroic reasons, I mean, I could have been the general of a large army saving the world from evil. Yeah, just like at the front lines, you know, saying, come on, but because there was fear in my heart, even though I knew I was doing the right thing in this glorious battle between good and evil, uh, the sound I would be making in my sleep would be, Oh God, what happened? What? Hey, oh, you know, being shaken awake by my girlfriend in the middle of a, you know, a, a battle to save mankind because she heard the sound. Man, that is a sad example of the difference between a life of the mind and the life in reality and the unconscious mind at that. Just whimpering like a child while saving humanity or being abducted. Well, it doesn't matter. It's still the same sound. It's a little embarrassing. You've got enough uh, uh, water on the brain that you need to have an operating memory in this 
these are your hard drives. But, but I mean, <laughs> you got human hard drives. Like you're you're a sober guy, but you're right. at my age. No, no, where, it goes. It goes. Yeah, yeah. I used to blame it all on the alcohol. Yeah, no, no, no. I used to blame it all on the alcohol, and then I'd talk to my friends that are my age that oh, yeah. don't get oh, drunk every fucking it's night. It's ridiculous, they, and you sit there like a yeah. fucking moron going, that guy with the thing. Yeah. The, you know, the, the guy from the, what is it? It's amazing how much of a but puzzle. It's weird you how can... you immediately as- assume it's your own problem. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh no, this is like uh, this. I'm really hurting myself with the, the alcohol's really affecting me. Wait, my other friends that don't drink don't remember a fucking. That's thing. right, dude. There's a built-in rationalization for any type of behavior. Right. Well, no. I mean, it, no. It's nice to think. Yeah, because yeah. you again, you always think you're dying yeah, yeah, and oh, shit's yeah. going Definitely. horribly wrong. Definitely. We're Fuck good, it. right? You and I. In terms of our personal relationship, yeah. <laughs> as far as I know, I've never heard an episode of you where you're not like having closure on some beef. No, I mean, I, <laughs> oddly enough, like I, my the my thought when you're coming over here is like, oh, you know, he, he's in town, he wants to do it, he's coming over. We haven't talked since the last one, and we don't talk to each other a lot. We uh, we respect each other, and we, you know, I know you're out there, you know, I'm out here. I don't know if you listen to the show, but all of a sudden yesterday, I started thinking like, fuck, man, does Stanhope have a thing with me? Like, you know, I, <laughs> because I know these things are out there, and I'm wondering if you were listening to an episode going, that's it, fucking Marin's going down for that one. No, no, oh, but I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really bad technology-wise. Yeah. Like, I still have a $15 phone that has no camera. I right. don't text. Uh, but two, uh, Chad Ryden and uh, Carlos Valencia, two guys I worked on the road with that have iPods. And right. And all the what the fucks when yeah. we're driving between gigs. And I was, like, so happy. <laughs> like, I have Stern. Like, I get serious yeah, radio. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I hope I haven't heard the Stern episode that's playing because... That's but they had all the what the fucks. Oh jeez, it was a great. Lot. It's a lot of me. I know, <laughs> but it was fantastic. Oh, I, like, good, I gotta figure out how to get the iPod in the car and download oh, the podcast. You know, you know how you do that. It's with a cord, Doug. Yeah, yeah. There's a cord. Yeah, that, no, yeah. that just See, goes right out of the iPod. Uh, I'm already confused. <laughs> Cord? Yeah, it's a, got two plugs on either. Let me. I don't want to fucking complicate things more. Doug Stanhope is in the garage here at the car ranch. He rolled up with a caravan of sorts. I don't. I've not, that's never happened. Like I was concerned that Carlos Mencia would show up with some henchmen, but he came by himself. And because uh, I was, you know, I, I thought I was going to piss him off. But you came up. You're like the. It's like the Merry Pranksters. Is this? I mean, do you travel with how many people? Uh, well, that, Brian's my. Uh, I, I hate to say manager because that's such a LA. He's my business partner. That's <laughs> and, nice. And my uh, buddy. And we we got Roadrunner Records to pay for a town car. Oh, you did. <laughs> yeah. And so there's so a guy we, sitting out in the town car. Yeah. Oh, that's always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but, yeah Brian's yeah. a worker. He's yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, did, but even when you get the town car, don't you fucking isn't there part of you that thinks like fuck you know the guy's sitting out there should we send him out a thing or well we tried to we, we, he, he we, wouldn't drink you, you tried to give him yeah, mimosas we, we tried to make him mimosas <laughs> i had a like we had a, like a la night yeah what happened so you were at the comedy store last night yeah i was gonna go down there but i just didn't want to fucking deal with the parking lot so i i listened uh to the oslo cd instead what happened at the store last night uh just cocaine in the green room or the main room oh yeah yeah it's like a, you've a been place. up all night uh, we we saw the daylight. Like I'm not that guy anymore. Yeah. I'm usually the first to pass out. Yeah. But yeah, there was there was coke. And so the, you've the been going. The green room in the in the comedy store is a place that demands. Oh yeah. You should have what, coke. what has been done in there? Like, I know. A, in that you mean behind the main room, the yeah, one with yeah. the mirrors in the bathtub. I remember when that was just a white room and it was just shitty. 
and there was still I'm, coke in there. So whatever was <laughs> the tiles were built over a pre-existing history of substance abuse. There's no, just I layers. Go, of I abuse. said that on stage. I go, there's no way we're not doing coke in here. I didn't have coke. I don't have a coke hookup, but I know it's gonna arrive, and it did. And then, yeah, there was, and there everything's a mirror there. Like the, every surface in that piano, green room. It's a, like a mini piano coffee table, right, covered non, with mirrors. Yeah. So what are you supposed to do? Look at right. yourself. Right. Oh, that's good. So you're you're tweaky. No, I I, I did I did a line. Oh, and like, that was up. enough. I, yeah. I I just wanted to do it for like, just to say I did it. <laughs> well, the, the last the rest time, of them. The last time I talked to you, fuck, it was like you, you were talking about how the ex- expectation. It's weird because I just I just read this. You know what? Fuck it. Let me. What uh, is it? Well, this is the the Keith Richards book. Oh, what? I've heard it's great. It's fucking great, dude. But there was a thing in here where he was talking about. Um, the myth. Hold on. It's fucking good. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Look. There's something inside of me. This is Keith Richards that just wants to excite the thing in other people because I know it's in there. I know it's there in everybody. There's a demon in me and there's a demon in everybody else. They imagined me. They made me. The folks out there created the, this folk hero. Bless their hearts. And I'll do the best I can to fulfill their needs. <laughs> They're wishing me to do things that they can't. They've got to do this job. They've got this life. They're an insurance salesman. But at the same time, inside of them is a raging Keith Richards. (laughs) When you talk of a folk hero, they've written the script for you, and you better fulfill it. And I did my best. It's no exaggeration that I was basically lying. I was basically living like an outlaw, and I got into it. I knew that I was on everybody's list. All I had to do was recant, and I'd be all right. But that was something I just couldn't do. Do you ever read books on tape? You're good at this. Oh, well, I, I would hope by now I know how to talk on a microphone. But that seems to me to be a bit of uh, the Stanhope thing. Well, yeah, and that's one of the reasons I did one line and then let everyone else do coke because they want it. <laughs> I wanted to do it yeah. just because I'm in the green room of the comedy store. I wanted to do just some coke. So you were so, just there as a, they, a tourist. Is it like this needs to be done here, but I don't want to fucking go overboard. I don't want to die. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I don't. I, I've never had a problem with coke. It's one of those things like the people who can smoke two cigarettes a week. And yeah, that, fuck them. Seriously, I. I but yeah, I, I, I understand that I oh, bet some people, oh, I've got to do a lot of Coke if I'm doing Coke. Well, good. You go do it. I, I believe I me. To... I think if you could get Coke at a 7-Eleven, you you'd not be a different guy. You'd probably no, like I, it. You just I don't, don't like it? No, I, I, we, I had all the Coke available to me last night. No, well, yeah, that plenty. was it? Yeah. Do you even get into this sort of like, well, it enables me to drink for days on end without sleep, or you can do that without Coke? Well, I ended up doing that regardless. <laughs> But it's so it was so funny to see the sun come up. I'm like I'm fucking 44 years old. <laughs> was it like you know? I haven't done drugs or drank in 11 years, and when I see the sun come up for every, any reason, I, I almost always think my life is destroyed. Like I have that moment, where like fuck, the sun's up. I'm an asshole. Yeah, I didn't feel bad last night. <laughs> Good. I mean, there were there was a lot of people at the. Yeah. they're still at the apartment. And <laughs> like, whose apartment? I still have a rent control place in West Hollywood that I've had since 95. Seriously? You can't give up rent control. No, I, I know. you never see it. I, I, I had one in Astoria for like 20 years. I finally let it go because there were bed bugs. You know, and I you know, I didn't tell the guy that uh, eventually took the place that I'd had bed bugs, but apparently he listened to the podcast. 
So uh, that's the cat's one of out the of the bag. That's the things that I could imagine. What, bed bugs? Yeah. Oh, you haven't experienced that? No. That's no, something you better do. Or anything like you never that. had crabs either? No, I'd rather have AIDS than crabs. <laughs> I used to, <laughs> the I, yeah. idea of bugs that you can't quite. Well, but you know find. they're going to go away. You know, with AIDS, it's, it's sort of a life. It's a long commitment, the AIDS. I, but I don't think you, like, scratch and go, oh, there's AIDS are crawling all over me. No, no, you can't breathe. Your lungs fill with fluid. You're covered well, yeah, with purple end, spots. Yeah. And- yeah. <laughs> I, I think that if there was a trade-off, I'd go with the crabs. I think I had crabs uh, when I was in theory. college. In theory. Yeah. <laughs> the idea of, of AIDS doesn't yeah. make me scratch. Right. Psychosomatic. I'm surprised you got out of this life without crabs, given that uh, you seem like a guy that might have invited them at some well, point. Yeah, herpes. You did? Oh, good. <laughs> oh, yeah, good for you. Yeah. So, Well, that's a permanent that, souvenir. That conversation came up last night. Was a bunch of comedy store people were at back at the apartment. And yeah. They were all, and there was one guy that didn't have herpes. And one we guy. mocking him. Had a- <laughs> You don't have herpes? Did somebody offer to fuck him and give him herpes? <laughs> <laughs> Who's got an open source? Someone take care of this guy. Yeah, it seemed like there were a lot of people offering to fuck anybody. Oh, really? That's what happens the with chicks. Coke. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, no, ch- the, the chicks. chicks. And everyone's like, nah, we're going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it, was, it was kind of a weird night like that. Well, that was that. Like, I saw you in uh, New York, and uh, and there was a thing that you talked about that I, I, I still can't put together in my head, but I thought it was fucking great. And I don't know how often you do it on stage or what, because I was, I was listening to the Oslo CD, and I, it sounded like you were going to go into it, but I, I, don't, I don't think you did. The thing about not wanting to fuck, about the, uh, the, the, the desire to fuck being ridiculous. And then you told this long story about taking care of a friend with cancer. Oh yeah, that's not on the CD. That's on the previous CD. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that that's on oh. The, so that's the, a that's the, a that's a set before, piece. Yeah. That, yeah. That yeah yeah. Now it's was that Oslo, yeah. But was that a real moment that you had? Yeah, Ron Putnam's. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm talking to you like you yeah. know them, but I'm talking to my friends who did know him. Yeah, his wife. She yeah had breast cancer, and I had to be there to take care of her for a minute. Yeah, while he had to go do something for a and, minute, and that's when yeah she fell out of bed right fresh out of the hospital, still in a morphine haze. And yeah, fell out of bed, and like I didn't think I was gonna have to do anything, and I I, I get really creeped out with medical, yeah anything yeah Ugh. yeah, and she had you know like staples holding her chest shut and yeah. had to redress them. It was pretty fucking gross. And so you overcame a lot of fears in that moment. Yeah, because you had no choice, right? And you and you decided that was what real intimacy is. If you can rise well, yeah, up anything, to that, yeah, I I, I I forget the bit, but it was like, it, no, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's like fucking is like the least intimate thing. It's right, right. And then the, what was the tag on the bit? It was something like you know, you know, it would make this better. It's it's sort of like yeah, that. Oh, that yeah, the fallacy now we've of... overcome that whole breast <laughs> cancer redressing of fresh mastectomy wound. Let's let's fuck. Yeah, let me hunch over you with a seahorse posture and grunt up and blow fucking gook onto <laughs> your belly. Do you really feel that? Do you, do you really feel that way about sex? I know, I, no, I think it's. Uh, <laughs> yes, I nodding, do. Yeah. I do. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, it's it's a need. It right. drove most of my life in my early days. Oh, I, so it's okay. So it's it, new to you. The new. I would, the, probably no. wouldn't be doing comedy if it weren't for a need for pussy. Yeah, because it's a it's a it's a form of plumage that you have. Yeah, where we're not athletic. Not you know outrageously handsome. Can't sing karaoke, but what can I do to get chicks to look at me? Yeah, I didn't I didn't go to open mic so I could eventually fucking move to L.A. and get the man show. <laughs> oh, no, I was say yeah to get pussy, just to get free drinks. Are you still friends with Rogan? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never talk to them. It's like yeah, any yeah. of us. We never get to. Hang I know. Out. I don't talk to people unless they come in here. Usually, I really want to start like a, a message board. I think Rogan used to talk about it having it was the the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Kind yeah, of. I'd like to get a message board that's just like us. Yeah, like and even guys that would, but professional comics. Where you can like talk like, hey, who, who's what's the best frequent flyer mile plan that bumps you up? Yeah, 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 like, or all that stuff. To or trade even, information, even if like people we are, need to know yeah, without certain fans towns. going, you fucking sucked at the last <laughs> show or whatever. How were the shows at the store? They were all right. The crowds were great. Yeah, they were packed out, and the crowds were great. And I was, yeah, mediocre. You were mediocre. I mean, well, I mean how do you I, determine it? Well, yeah, you know, you get to a place where you, I, you have a lot of new ideas I want to try out. And when it's the main room, you get 350 people, you have to do a kind of... Uh, yeah, do the show. Yeah, a theater yeah. kind yeah. of show. You yeah. can't riff. Yeah. <laughs> when you do, everyone's staring at you like, I paid how much for this? Yeah. Well, the, how, the parking. How long did you do? Hour and a half. Oh, yeah? So I someone said to me that, uh, who was I talking to? Jezelnik the other day. Did he show up? Anthony Jeffrey. Oh, I just met him in uh, New York. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a huge, uh, a yeah. huge fan based on one roast. Yeah, yeah. The only thing I ever watch on Comedy Central is South Park and the roasts. Yeah. And he was like under the gun on that. He had to be the new Geraldo, basically. Right, right. And it, they were fucking with him. And then when he came out, he just fucking destroyed it. Bingo and I were just dying at that. Well, guy. he's one of those guys that does, uh, you know, like we were talking, and and I never really thought about it this way, but he'll literally make a list. Of, of topics that he thinks or society thinks is untouchable. Like he's got this list where it's like, you know, breast cancer, um, abortion, um, uh, miscarriage, uh, rape. And that's those that's his outline for yeah, writing uh, jokes. Yeah, all those topics were covered at the comedy <laughs> store last night. Between me and Christine Levine, yeah. Yeah. Do you, I mean, do you think like that? Is part of your intention to fucking disarm these things that, that are, are, are culturally fucking taboo? Well, I know it's a I, hack I've done question, it so long you know. that I've, I've touched on those subjects so many times that you're just trying to fucking reinvent. To, and yeah, now a lot of my topics are fairly benign and pedestrian. <laughs> As you get older. Then I try to throw rape into it. Yeah, yeah. How do I <laughs> spice this traffic? up? Isn't it like raping a girl? I don't know. It's yeah, I know what you mean. Bit, but, yeah. but like on the CD, you said that there was a time where you were like, um, I used to have solutions. Yeah. Now I don't fucking give a fuck. Right. I just want to kill people. <laughs> yeah, that just boils down to just fucking... Yeah. Well, We're when not you change the world, let's just kill that guy. Is that is that true? Do you feel, do you feel like you gotten cynical? I, uh, oh yeah. I mean, because I, I don't. I, no, I literally think about killing people all the time, like I, I, for nothing. What Patrick Cox from Tax Masters. Yeah. <laughs> Get your stupid fucking yeah. squash off that TV, you ugly fuck! I will kill you. <laughs> what do you think happened, though, man? I, like I've gone the distance of uh, what freecreditreport.com. Yeah, like I went that far to find the lead singer of that band <laughs> and he's an actor from montreal <laughs> you did I, yeah uh uh so you track that guy down because i'm the corporate headquarters of uh what was it freecreditreport.com apply right to your head yeah yeah, yeah i'd, I'd find and when you found the guy's name yeah and then uh, when i was doing that montreal just for spite thing i go i could probably hire him to play those stupid free credit 
Did yeah, you never I, you never contacted him? I, I did uh, email him on MySpace. And what happened? He didn't he didn't return. My because email. like when I watch those commercials, I my first thought is like, how the fuck do you live with yourself? Is that a real band? And if it is, how do you live with yourself? How do you be that guy? Like I used to see the guy that did the you know the guy with the horn rim glasses that did the Verizon commercials. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah. I used to see him around. I'm like, what else are you gonna do? You're that guy for the rest of your fucking life. Are you happy? Yeah, you made a million dollars. what was he doing before? He was probably, uh, you know. Selling shoes. <laughs> well, no, he's probably a fucking actor. Just a guy. But I just, this whole idea of, of how do you live with yourself with certain things is something I think about. And, and so one of the reasons why I'm in my garage. I mean, you must think about that. You must have made a choice at some point where you're like, what the fuck can I do that I can live with myself? But that's the problem is yeah. I know that I'm that guy and that I have that kind of hate within me. Yeah. So anyone who would like know me from the man show or Girls Gone Wild infomercials, I would be, I would want to kill me. I, if, if I then why'd you do it? Because it was seemed funny at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. I just uh, Girls Gone Wild was just such a goof thing, yeah. and we filmed like nine nights, and I just thought it would be a goofy thing to do because it was pop culture. Right, I did right. Jerry Springer once right. where I was uh, pretending to be a guy that was upset my girlfriend. <laughs> Because it was funny. Right. I didn't know that they were going to repeat that commercial every 15 minutes for a year and a half on every basic cable channel where everyone came home drunk and just saw me go, show me where babies feed. Like they took one piece of one drunken thing I said sometime at a bar goofing on stupid drunken sorority horse. One joke, yeah. And then made it into my inadvertent catchphrase. Show me where babies feed. So how long did it take you to erase that? I think it's pretty much gone. Good. That's the good thing. Yeah, the, yeah. the bar always stays twenty two, and we we age. <laughs> but yeah. your audience. So then, you know, the people now they they, they don't remember any. So of that when shit. when we started, or when you started, like I think I talked about this. I, I barely remember what we talked about the last time, but I just vaguely remember you. Uh, I'll tell you in Aspen, Colorado, <laughs> uh, wearing a. You, you used to take your pants off a lot. You used to get naked on stage a lot. Like there was always pictures of you wearing a Santa hat, naked. Yeah, yeah. Then, then as as the years when wore on on my body, and I'd see pictures and go, "Oh, yeah, I shouldn't be naked at all, <laughs> not even in the privacy of my own home." Let's stop you doing beca- that. You became frightened of your own body. Yeah, yeah. but but I guess my the the question is because I think that like we were on similar trajectories at one time, and then what when you came out here? I don't know when the first time was, but when did you realize that show business was fucked? The man show. The, I, I I have no regrets about that because of knowing now how the process works and how you're. We were completely. We had no ability to make that show better, and we really had great ideas. They, and what, what was stopping fit into you? Into the man show. Well, that's not really man show. It has to be. So we'd have good ideas that had some social relevance, right? Or, or some kind of. And who are you answering to? Everybody. That's the thing. It's uh, you know, we'd pitch it around the writers' room, and then Tom Giannis, the head writer, would pitch it to the executive producer, and he'd send it up to uh, the production company, and they'd send it to Comedy Central, and yeah. they'd run it past their lawyers and the censors, and then you know, so you have an idea, and it's three days, uh, uh, um, humanitarian. We were doing trying to do a humanitarian beer drop yeah. was one of the ideas. This yeah. is the, like a great example <laughs> yeah. where we thought you know, it's one civil right that homeless people don't have is the right to be naked or fuck. Yeah. You can't do that outside. <laughs> right. You can't drink because yeah. you're outside. Like, right. Just having a beer at the end of a hard day is something that we enjoy. Right. Yeah. You know, without thinking. Yeah. Homeless people can't do that. Yeah. I mean, they do, but yeah. they have to hide. <laughs> 
So the idea was to get like a uh, humanitarian, like UN style Hummers and yeah, yeah, yeah. juggies up and flak jackets and helmets and go down to the tent cities in LA and se- set up titty titty dancer tents and free beer and titty dancers because it's something they can't have. Uh-huh. This goes again through all those channels to the producer, to the production company, the finally get a note days later lawyer said can't do that these people are alcoholics you can't give them alcohol isn't that a judgment call some of them might not be it's, alcohol. again it's all yeah. fucking lawyers fuck up way more stuff than censors uh mm-hmm. so we go okay we'll just give them non-alcoholic beer and it goes through channels days later uh, non-alcoholic beer no, that'd be, still that'd has be traces te- of alcohol you'd be it teasing could, them it could trigger <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. Yeah, then we're like, fuck it, we'll just yeah, put apple juice in it, whatever. Yeah. Just put man show beer on the label. It's still a funny idea. Yeah, cause yeah. And now? Final note, this is an actual, legit. What if one of the homeless people has AIDS and bites one of our crew? Bites. That was an actual note from a lawyer. And that's where your your jaw drops and everyone in the writer's room just stares fuck at it. each other and- so did and you then tell you go, that? Fuck it! I don't care about this show anymore. Now I'm just getting my fucking eighteen grand an episode, and you do that dumb shit you wrote, and we'll fucking. Did you end Did you thing. tell that story on the show? No, no, <laughs> no that, that would have been the way to go, right? <laughs> no, I, I there's a lot of things I should have done on that show. I remember like one of the first tapings where the director, who's I don't know, he's like you know, the Wizard of Oz, he's somewhere, but you hear him. He gets on the mic and says, uh, "Doug, can you?" Can you sit up straight and not slouch and look like you're happy to be here? And I go, that's what I do. I look unhappy to be here and I slouch. Yeah. Who did you hire? But again, I was so happy to be chosen. Yeah. I'd sit up straight and try to put on my game sh- game show host face. And yeah. So after that, you were like, "Fuck it, I don't need." This after shit. so many episodes like that, with good ideas being shot down for one reason or another, and you, you like. I have no control whether this is good or not. I can't. Yeah, it's, and it's a shitty this. feeling. Yeah, it's yeah. like that. It's, it's like when you read for, uh, like, I don't go out for anything anymore. And this is pretty much all I do is is this, what I'm doing right now in stand-up. But there's this idea that, you know, you spend all this time developing a voice, creating an angle, having a way of thinking. You, you build your fucking clown, and you do it, you know, out there on the road like everybody else. And then you go into these studios, and they're like, Oh, yeah, now you can't do that. Right. Now you just have to have these turds come out of your mouth and see how that goes. <laughs> just don't be embarrassed and try to sell it. Dairy Queen emailed <laughs> us. Yeah. Brian, for uh, we uh, very urgent. We want Doug for a project. So Brian calls him up. It's a Dairy Queen commercial. Really? And the guy was really wanted me. <laughs> so we're all. Like, it was just exciting. Do you ever think that that shit comes out of spite? Like that, that there are these people that maybe he's a fan. He works at the, at the Dairy Queen company. He's like, I love this guy. I wonder how I can make him a bitch. Because like, they, <laughs> no, because well, this it, is what that's what happened is that Brian responded to, you know, hey, well, what is it exactly you want him to do? And they said, we're trying to be edgier. And, you know, they're like fucking Radio Shack. They're like completely No one even cares about Dairy Queen anymore. I, I know. Even know that's that they why exist. they wanted to do this edgy. Actually, well, now we see the so commercials. So what are you going to do? Get on the commercial and go, you like pussy? How about Dairy Queen? <laughs> well, that's exactly why. So we, that's why he's following up just to see what the fuck they're thinking. And? And then, you know, they don't respond for like 24 hours. They're like, um, this was urgent. And they, they finally get back that um, we're going in a different direction. Wait, like, why did you even fucking like? 
But like, could you see yourself on a Dairy Queen? I just don't, I, 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 I understand these people, maybe they want to help us or maybe they think that it'd be a good idea, but it seems like such a, a limited understanding of who you are, but they think you can I just, know, but that's why it was so intriguing to us because right. we want to find out more. And then they, it's almost like they emailed us so we they could blow us off in 48 hours. Yeah, I just don't understand that. It's almost like it, when, you, when you have the, the kind of career that you have or the point of view that you have, it, it's almost like any offer coming outside of your world is going to be to drag you down to their level. And they think they're doing you a favor. Yeah, yeah. I didn't move to Bisbee, Arizona to make it big. But I'm still fucking stunned that you would even think about me for a Dairy Queen commercial. I want to know more. And then you go, it's like if someone calls you up and, hey, well, you, we're doing a charity event and we'd like, to, if you would perform, we'll right. pay you this much money. And Could you, you sing? And you go, oh, well, okay, when is it? And then they go, never mind, you're too dirty. <laughs> What? <laughs> like, why you called me, faggot? <laughs> so now Bisbee, this now this is the thing that I think that uh, I don't think we we really talked about this. I can't remember what the fuck we talked about. I know we didn't talk for a long time the last time, but um, is there? You're up on a compound last your... time. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I did, I did this. I know. I'm so glad I get to do it again because Janine Garofalo was there, right? Who I had just. <laughs> trashed the night before on stage a bit just about a certain thing but she didn't know that i know but then i felt like a complete turd for being there being all nice and starstruck with her uh-huh i had talked it was just a like a minor thing this came up on the green room we mm-hmm. did, did have you done the yeah yeah, yeah. thing yeah, i did the one yeah. i did it with her and then i brought it up then because i was drinking <laughs> you brought up the criticism See, or, a, or the, you the were criticism a, which was what she denied it ever happened when i was taping my uh Die Laughing CD. Yeah. I was taping at the Laugh Stop in Houston, Mark Babbitt. Yep. And I was taping the whole week, and she had the uh, Friday. Yeah. It was a month after 9-11, and she came in, and I was already on board with it. With what, 9-11? Yeah, yeah, yeah I was already, yeah. I, yeah, know, I was already, talking already about anti-America yeah. Yeah, 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 before yeah, yeah. that, so yeah. it, it, it fueled me. And yeah. she came in, and she she was kind of, she was kind of pro-Bush. Really? Like, in a way, like not in a way, I, and it wasn't demeaning to her. Like I, I, she was, yeah, yeah, okay, right, yeah, maybe he's not the best speaker uh, in the world, but you know, cut him a break. He's doing the best he can. Oh, really? And she goes, "I love Howard Zinn and I love uh, right, right. Uh, Noam Chomsky." Right. But, and they had caused some ruckus by being naysayers. But maybe it's time for you to, you know, be quiet or something to that effect. No kidding. And I was fucking like my jaws on. I was so fucking enraged. Like I thought she would, anyone would be like right. doing what I'm doing. Yeah. You know? And I brought that up in some way on the the show, and she's like, "I never said that." I don't know why Janine. Like I love Janine as a person, but she's almost untouchable in that she's very outspoken. Right. But if you f- pick on her at all you're picking on a girl <laughs> she's That's so they, yeah she's so demure like you yeah. I, I, she I, talked about that in this show like i had her out here how like uh, that you know something had gotten to her so so deeply that yeah she'll get upset and and it's it is definitely it's not i don't it's not even her but right the people around her you would look like such a dick for even saying anything bad about her because <laughs> she, she is a delicate flower but she's also oh i'm the badass from my That's right. uh, yeah 
But I would think that it seems Bush. like she must have had some momentary lapse of, or, or maybe she just was. Well, she denied it ever fear. happened. I would never say that huh. on the show. I said, well, and you're like, fuck Noam Chomsky. I would never say fuck no. Well, you might have not said fuck them. Well, then you better know what you're talking about before. Like, I, I, I did, and I felt bad. I, like, I thought it was bringing up something she'd be embarrassed. Like, oh my god, yeah, I did. That was like that for a minute. That no, she had no recollection of it. Yeah, well, I, yeah, yeah. Not only had no recollection, so now just, called me a liar. Like, why would I make that up? Right, right. So now it's just a he said, she said thing. Yeah, <laughs> and it's of no consequence. But I felt afterwards like such a dick because it made the whole crowd went silent. Well, <laughs> Did you ever well, use n- the word nigger? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. OJ so trial. It, no, so you created a good tension there. And then it was it, you, uh, inadvertent. I thought it was it, like a funny story. Did it bounce back? Did, I mean, it no, come, what, it, what, nothing. What, what's going to happen? Well, I mean, Provenza will leave you out there for three hours waiting for something. Provenza had, had left. He <laughs> left to piss. He got high with Kathy Griffin in the first taping, and he went to piss. I didn't even know till later. He wasn't there. <laughs> but he, but it's, it's his show, isn't it? Yeah, it went on. It was, a, yeah, <laughs> we were. Uh, I can't imagine what they're going through we editing that fucking show. I can't imagine, like you know, to edit an hour out of fucking three hours. I know it's it's a it, it's the only comedy show I've ever watched about comedy that is actually entertaining. Yeah, yeah, but I just like the editing must be a bitch. Yeah. Where'd you grow up? Worcester, Mass. You did grow up in Worcester. Yeah. What's that? Really? Mm-hmm. And how the now? What? How many brothers you got? One brother is still back in Providence. All the family's dead. Really? Dad, yeah. mom, everybody. Dad, mom, we have an aunt and uncle that are still alive, but who, you know. What did, now, was it still, uh, was your dad in an indus- industrial thing? My dad, no, he was a teacher. He was in the school department. Nicest guy in the world. Really? D- yeah, died of colon cancer in 01. Ugh. Mother died in 08. Whoa. Yeah. I haven't lost my parents yet. It's probably going to yeah. happen, right? It happens, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I just kind of half prepare for it. Or? Yeah, I, I I'll tell you the story off the air about mother, but yes, there's a statute of limitations on some of these stories. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. Yeah, no deal. That's good. Yeah. She was a. Yeah. She was. She took her own life. Oh really? Necessity. Oh really? Yeah. Now, do you think that? See, that's like up the alley of 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 where you are politically. Like I I don't like you live out there in, in Arizona, and I I've never been able to characterize. I, would you call yourself a, a libertarian? What would you call yourself? I, I used to call myself a libertarian. I, I, I lean libertarian. Which means I'm not, what? Just I'm not a, a party member anymore. Right, just stay out of my yard and, and keep my taxes low and do whatever the fuck you want, just not on my yeah, property? Exactly, yeah. Right, yeah. Right, so, I, so, that's, so there's nothing really Republican about that other than the idea that uh, we shouldn't well, pay taxes. Well, there's no... Republican and Democrat. I know. We're old enough to know that there's no such... Yeah, no, the, uh, the government's a money laundering they, operation. Yeah, and, what they pr- <laughs> pretend to believe in is not what they do. So, right. So, yeah, I lean libertarian in that, yeah, as long as you don't, you know, step on my sandwich fucking party. <laughs> That's it? That should be the next CD. Well, just, yeah, don't f- <laughs> fuck with that, uh, you know, no, uh, uh, you know, government should only be there to, you know, protect you from force or fraud as the party line goes like because i mean i don't really talk politics that much anymore but it seems to me that uh 
you have to burn out on it where you go, oh, yeah, you, well, when you, you're well, behind you, some party or candidate, well, yeah, because you go, you, it doesn't matter. Because once your idealism gets crushed, right. when you realize right. that the people that you kind of, and even it's it's usually just for me, it's half belief. It's got to be better than the other guy. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, it's a little better, but it's pretty much the same. It's either better symbolically or there's a couple of things that they did that, you know, that, that seemed like real progress, but then these other fuckers are going to chip away at it. First so, of all, look at your own personal life, yeah. how your day-to-day, how your life is gone right. and what president has affected your life specifically where you go ah oh, geez yeah 92 like uh well fuck. if it wasn't for george bush i wouldn't have had a career in left-wing radio for a exactly. year exactly george That's all it is it's fodder <laughs> it's something to talk about that you realize this doesn't really affect my day i, I made a lot of money shitting on shitting on joe george bush <laughs> Do you know your city councilman do you show up at town hall meetings and I, go hey fucking street sweeping this is bullshit like that's what people should be doing is worried about what's here right now in my day well that's what branch yeah, out and then what usually happens is like around here you start get you got i got into an email neighborhood watch where you know you've got all these sort of uh amateur vigilantes looking out their window because there was a drug dealer at the end of the street so i was getting all these updates like guy with shopping bag walking up street now <laughs> don't know if we should call somebody and even even with that which is sort of like homespun almost like sort of libertarian commune stuff I was like, you know what? I don't give a fuck what that guy does. Quit emailing me. There would be like 20, 20 emails speculating about what the guy with the shopping bag was doing. And like, he's coming down the hill right now. Oh, I think he just picked lemons at the end of the street out of a tree. My mistake. Has anyone seen my cat? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm done with this neighborhood watch shit. You know, if I hear some gunfire, no, I'll call somebody. It boils down at the end of the day. Take care of yourself. What's yeah. affecting me? I'll deal with the things that are directly directly affecting me and the world can go fuck themselves well is that but but you're a charitable guy right in theory okay but i mean <laughs> but like in the sense of like you know there's a lot of people that are fucked and and it may not be their their fault that they're fucked do we have any responsibility as a as a civilized country to, but but, you know, but to, that's the the problem is when you're forced to be in a responsible position then you generally rebel like uh, the, the tsunami. Okay. Uh, average donations, not, not the last one, the first, right. the first big one. Right. That didn't have as good a footage. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> average donations from American households was fifty dollars per household. That was on their own accord. Right. To to donate to that tsunami. Right. If someone knocked at your door from the government with fucking a suit on and say, um, well, we need $50 for the tsunami victims, you'd be going, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. You who are you? Tell me. Let me see I your credentials. To, yeah, who, I don't know those people. Right. Out of, when you're doing it out of the goodness of your heart, you feel good about it. But if it's forced upon you. You're bullied out of it. Yeah. Like, but I which happens, I, I, I Yeah, the fact that my taxes go to pay for someone who has five children to pay for their schooling Fuck you! I don't have kids. Why is it? Why do I have to pay for your kid? Don't have kids if you can't afford to send them to a private school. Well, what like, if they hit some uh, rocks in the, the? But I'm saying that that's a natural right. feeling when it's forced upon you. Right. You want to be charitable out of the goodness of your heart. Right. That's where libertarianism gets confused with greedy. Right. No, I'm not a greedy person. I'm right. a decent person. I'm a giving person. But when you tell me I have to be giving, then all of a sudden your attitude switches. And then, but they, but there's room for some uh, for a bit of uh, narrow-minded thinking in generalizing when when you think in terms of that welfare state model. When you're like sort of like I'm not going to fucking pay for them to drink on the corner. I mean, it, it's that's not the majority of cases. 
Like, you know, if, if you if you think some of your tax money is going towards uh, people who are taking advantage of the welfare system or something, usually the stereotype is really not it and that any of us are but not But I that also understand it. taking advantage of the welfare system. This is one of sure. those places you get conflicted where, okay, I'm, I got rear-ended. Yeah. This is an easy <laughs> paycheck. Right. I have a shitty job. I sell shoes. Right. Someone just rear-ended me. They have a Mercedes. I Obviously, saw that, that lawyer on the commercial says he can help me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Do you take advantage of that just because it is a flaw in the system? Sure. Or do you say, I'm not going to be that douchebag? Brian right. Stowe. Right. The guy, the, the, the Giants fan that got beaten into a coma by fucking Dodgers fans at the stadium. Yeah. And I, that actually, again, I want to kill this person. When they've caught, we have a suspect. I'm like, I want to fucking kill that guy. I was you know, emotionally involved in that story because you know, it was just sports who the fuck, Yeah, who the fuck does that over sports? I know. Uh, the, but then the family is now suing the Dodgers because they didn't have enough security and the parking lot was not well lit and you're like what how does that account for human behavior i know but it's one of those things yeah, yeah, well, yeah. okay well, if there we, was security need... it was well lit this fucking yeah, crazy why didn't you bag? hire him a bodyguard you're his parents <laughs> you fucking created that human being if you want him you should you know, why don't you have a fucking bodyguard he should sue you you cocksuckers <laughs> like if we're gonna go that far like yeah, when yeah. people have this belief that they should be taken care of yeah, I'm not by a, being born into this world. Or, or that there's there's this belief that uh, that anything can be exploited and they, they don't think that we get we all get played when that happens. It's like tort reform and that kind of stuff where where you know you get people that take I advantage. You throw fucking big words at me. No, I don't really understand concepts, it. I, I, I don't, don't really understand it. Is. Well, I, I, I what, what I'm saying is that you know it, it, it's almost impossible for somebody with a real beef with a corporation to uh, to to get any justice because the corporations are going to always out out lawyer them. So there's real, so the law system is just set up for fucking opportunistic lawyers to make monies off of lawsuits and for corporations to protect themselves. Any real justice has been has been sort of pushed to the side by opportunists and corporate interests. So you know we're all kind of fucked and we don't get any real protection. So on some level, I understand the whole uh, uh, libertarian angle of like just stay off my property. If you come on my property, we'll negotiate whether or not I should kill you. One of the basic tenets of libertarianism is. Am I born into this world owing somebody? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, taxation is slavery. And it's a, a catchphrase, but it really is. I, I owe other people. You Like, you fucking made me. I didn't want to be here. Yeah, well, <laughs> well that's, a, but that, but that's some just... sort of weird entitlement, too. Like, you know, fuck you. I, I would have been, uh, you know, just floating in space, an idea. And you had to <laughs> suck me through your balls, and now I'm here, and now I, got, I owe you money. Yeah, well, that it, it, <laughs> but, it, it's. It, but that's it, not that far from the other thing either. It's like I'm here. Fuck you. Give me what I deserve. Well, I don't deserve anything, but I don't deserve that. I have to be involved in your fucking system. <laughs> your system sucks. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing good about it. No, no. There's great things about let's, it. Let's but, make a list. But of those. there's so many flaws in it that we, as people who are alive could change just by deciding to change them. Well, certain things are loaded, like that bit you did on the, the CD about one language. <clears throat> it's very provocative, the, the the thing you said about uh, about heritage and tradition is the baggage of dead men, or what? what is it? Dead, dead people's baggage. Dead Stop people's carrying bag it, yeah. Right. Well, like, like if we... I'm still passionate. I, I have, like, five things I'm still passionate about. <laughs> that's one of them. Wait, wait, and, and that's... Uh, well, language, that's, that's the basic thing that keeps people apart. You can't communicate. You know, you know, when you're talking to someone who English is a second language, 
Right. You're you're, you're talking just basic get me to right. know, I need a cab ride whatever. Right. But like you can't communicate ideas as well. If we picked one fucking world language that would that would eliminate so many problems cuz I could talk uh, oh wait yeah because when you do talk to people that you hate, that's what your whole fucking show is. Yeah. I had a problem with this guy years yeah. ago. Hopefully, we'll straighten it out. Right. I'm going to talk about Nick right. for 10 minutes. Right. Fast forward. <laughs> I'm a fucking huge fan. I'm a huge fan. But, like, there's some part of me, I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm, I'm old school thinking because I, like, I was thinking about that because when I listen to your shit, I think about it because you posit uh, sort of, you know, challenging um, ideas and that... What what are and then we? Then I eliminate them all with fist fuck jokes. Yeah, well that's so good. No well, one takes me well, seriously. You, 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 you got to be insecure on some level. You, you know, it's like, hey, maybe that's too heavy. Maybe I put my hand in a fist or use the word cunt. Be, my right. hands in someone's ass and I'm calling her a cunt. We good? We get it? What was he saying? I don't know. That cunt thing's funny, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the sad thing about having the brain that you have a feeling you need to do that at the end of the joke because they're like I don't have that I, I, but I I really I, my fucking humor is really base level I that's what I laugh at where I find myself saying that same shit in interviews where I go yeah no I do what's funny to me and I don't care what the audience thinks and you go no I don't think this is funny to me do you think this is what I laugh at at home? Is me yelling about the same shit every fucking night? No, you laugh, trying to reinvent but, a but, bit. Please say you laugh at Jeff Dunham. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> you know, like that'd be hilarious if Doug Stanhope was like, "I don't find myself funny at all. I like the puppet guy." When I'm at home with Bingo, my fucking level of humor is like Tim and Eric's awesome show. Well, that's yeah. what I'm. Yeah, that's what I'm like. Where I'm goofy and I try to make my girlfriend laugh, and she'll laugh at fucking hand puppets I'm the, I'm the same way it's weird I watch like if I really want to laugh I did this the other night I, I like a couple weeks ago I'm like what what could I do if I want to laugh and I fucking put on Brian Regan's hour one of his hours and I'm like I'm laughing I like it was guaranteed I don't know if anyone would say that about me like you know like if anyone's sitting at home going I just need a lighthearted laugh let's put in a Marin CD holy shit where's the gun I don't <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if yeah, I'm that guy, I, but but I'm the same way. That so I find. on some level, you are fucking pandering to an audience, and you you do it in your best uh, voice. Yeah, I don't know though, dude. I I mean, I'd like to believe that. I really think that that. But you have to put the cell phone in your ass to make them laugh. So on yeah, but some I don't do level, enough of that. I don't do enough of that. But you you're no if. There's I'm, more, I'm, I'm, I'm I get more joy out of making a fucking Walmart greeter laugh by saying something off the cuff when I'm walking through the door. Right. And he, he has a shitty day. He's, he didn't pay me. He's not expecting something for his $20 ticket admission. And I just made that fucking lady laugh because I said some kooky thing that no one says to a Walmart fucking greeter. That's, that's what fucking actual, the joy of comedy comes from that, being funny. Once you fucking have someone paying ticket price, they have expectations. Yeah, but I, you but I, to... but, but I, I got, I don't know if I agree with you because like there were times where like I was happy to get paid as a comic, and uh, and I never, I was never a guy that sold that many tickets. I never really got uh, any marquee name for myself, yeah. so I just found that the whole process. I was fortunate to be paid for, uh, for to be a comic, but I never really figured it out as a business. It was still really sort of I never understood it as a business. I was just trying to be funny and true to myself. And now like with this 
saying the only thing I know is that the money I'm earning from the podcast, which isn't a fortune, but I know I earned the money based on me being me for real. You know, like if people like me because of this thing, I'm like, all right, because the only thing I'll say when I get off stage now to people like I got podcast listeners, they've never seen me do comedy and I've been doing that for 20 years. I know how to do that. So they're coming like, oh, I hope you can do it, you know, and then I do it. And the only thing I'm concerned about when I when I talk to them after the show is was I me? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, all right, I'm good. I'm good. So, so I don't, I don't feel that that that's a sellout because I've been offered money to do things like I'm you. I'm just were saying the- on a level. Yeah, when you have to play to an audience, you've already no. But 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 there's another. There's a difference between that and saying like I'll do that. It's not really me. Right. Uh, yeah. No. I'm saying there there are levels of selling out, but we but we've I all think that's sold what it means. out to an extent. Right. I just but, the snobbery. I fucking hate the snobbery in comedy. But I'm one of them. Yeah. <laughs> like how I, so. Well, I, mean, I judge people. That's why when people say, well, what kind of music are you into? I just say, I don't like music because I don't really listen to it. But I know that I have no knowledge of it. And I know what a comedy snob I am, where if someone said to me, oh, I love Jeff Dunham and Peanut, I've judged them immediately. I already don't like you as a human being. Really? And I know that I'm that stupid of a music fan that I know nothing. Where I go, I love the Counting Crows. I know someone's gonna go, who the, how the fucking fuck idiot? Like, yeah, but, but I do. Fuck, I but, like it, and but, I don't. But know. fuck them. I mean, but that like that. Why would we hide ourselves? But that's what I'm pro- saying. I, I'm saying fuck them because I'm saying fuck me. Yeah. for being a comedy snob. So I. But do you really feel that at still at this point in your career that that somehow or another uh, that 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 people that like that type of entertainment are are fucking morons and you hate them? Well, I don't really hate them. No, I understand. No, I do hate them initially. And then yeah. my logical part of my brain goes, I shouldn't, like, yeah. even whatever comic, like, would I do yeah. that? Like, if they're getting joy out of something, right? I'm the guy that's going to shit on it. Yeah. You wouldn't do that to a child. Yeah. Like, Timmy, what are you doing that's making you so happy in the backyard? <laughs> You're playing with an imaginary unicorn? <laughs> yeah. You fucking you idiot. You fucking, there's no unicorn there, you stupid asshole. Think about it. Be fucking as <laughs> rational and reasonable like, yeah. and be as happy as I am. Yeah, that's fucking right. Fucking asshole. Look at you crying. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> See? See what happens when you believe in unicorns? <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, I don't know, but but as you get older, I mean, come on, honestly, I mean, I hear yeah, you, less less matters. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Less does matter, and and I'm trying to think what's well, the only good part of aging is where you go. All right, I was you don't have the fucking, fucking energy tool. to do it yeah, to, to I, fucking I don't get pissed off about it. I mean, but what are you really pissed off about, like on a day to day basis? Honestly, I mean, yeah, well, it's like, not the stuff I yell about in my set. I'm no. not fucking, you know. At the gas station, going, it's a war for oil. I don't give a fuck. I care about the same things Jerry Seinfeld cares about. Like, I don't care. The last time I saw you, you were like uh, a little tired. Are you tired? I'm always tired. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but do you think that, like, why'd you choose uh, Oswell for the CD? We had the opportunity. <laughs> like, some guys, are like, you know, I can get a camera crew and we can film this gig. And we, we knew it's in a fucking weird venue. I go, this is. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, why not put that out as a fucking as a DVD DVD. and a CD? Yeah, I'll have a new one out for Christmas, (laughs) and to make up for it. (laughs) And the kids sing. I mean, you really uh, you you don't like them? No, no, I don't. Mm -hmm. You mean what? The idea of them? I don't like kids in general. They're just stupid people. Yeah, (laughs) they really are. No, my kid's really smart. Well, then I have him do my taxes. (laughs) He's not that kind of smart. Yeah, I don't like being around s- stupid people, and they just are. I mean, 
I have nothing to say to them. I like hanging around with comics are about the only people I... Yeah, there's I, a mature I, crew. <laughs> there's a, there's a no, bunch I, but, of grown-ups. But you don't have to worry about offending anyone. Right. No topic is fucking... Didn't you have a visectomy and then put it on the internet? Weren't you one of the first to you know, show your visectomy on the internet? It was back when, yeah. The, there's the, no... The, uh, yeah, there was I, like 30 seconds of videotape of them <laughs> yeah. actually taking out the Vaz Deference, a little clip they snipped out. <sighs> And yeah, I put that up it's yeah. somewhere in the archives. Yeah, <laughs> and you can get that reverse, but you would never want to, right? No, I, if I if I ever really wanted a kid, I would adopt one. That's right. the only decent fucking thing to do. There's no need to make people. It's the fucking biggest egomaniacal thing you can do is make someone thinking you're. Oh, don't worry. I'm going to make my kid like the way I'm going to raise them right the way yeah. I should. Well, right. that doesn't mean that they're going to turn out the way you want them to. A lot right. of people try to raise their kids Christian or fucking yeah. Republican and they turn into fucking potheads <laughs> and assholes. And <laughs> the hubris to think that you will not only create a child, you'll create a decent human being. You have control over that. You don't have control over shit. Exactly. That's, I mean, that's what I start to realize that you really fucking don't. I know. Yeah. But so, okay, so no kids. But the overpopulation thing, that concerns you. It's something that's just completely overlooked in the whole eco, you know, conversation. Yeah. Because people all think that it's okay for them to procreate. Right. And it doesn't matter if you're in a fucking gated community or Sudan, we're all sucking off a finite space. Yeah. So, So... yeah, I mean, like the whole kids thing with me. It's not like, overpopulation if I can send them to Montessori school. Right, yeah, right. Well, yeah, it is still. Yeah, that thing about the carbon footprint you do is very funny. Yeah, about uh, you're doing more damage just by having a child than if you did all those other horrible things. Yeah, yeah, recycle I just never, all you want. But I never you... thought about kids. I never, like, you know, I've had two wives and never really came up. I, I the second we're fucking, yeah, we're, we're very self-centered people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to fuck, I could yeah, have shit to do. Yeah, there's that. And then, like, you know, like, I get worried about shit. I mean, I'm fucking, uh, you know, a panicky guy. I mean, I can't imagine the amount of worry that a child requires. I mean, you're constantly worried that he's going to eat something and die. He's going to fall off something and die. You're going to leave him under the car, whatever the fuck I think a lot of people have children because they've run out of ideas. Yeah, and And they they lived everything they've... But but it's always fun to relive that shit through new people it's, it's also like, sort of taken for granted like that that is just going to happen i my my second wife made it very clear that there there was i think she phrased it by saying uh, you think i'm going to bring kids into this and uh <laughs> and then i and i uh, and i understood her <laughs> that, that made sense to me and and now like i'm getting older and like what do i want to be 60 and the kid's fucking 15 or whatever the fuck it's going to be and i'm going to be like daddy just wants to sit down go to- <laughs> Can I sit and throw the ball? Can I? I just don't. I think I missed my window on that one. Yeah, it's. I, I have no regrets whatsoever. One abortion, one vasectomy. You're good. Yeah. Do, but you don't like you have friends with kids, and you don't. Uh, yeah, you know, I, got, I got a niece and a nephew, and I don't. I don't have get any to say to them. <laughs> it's so funny because I'm the same way. You try to have an adult conversation with a kid who just he doesn't have the brain to do that, but then you get disappointed like, I'm with them. So fucking hungover. You know how you. You, 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 in the morning, like you're so hungover, and the steam from your head is fogging up your sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wait, you're 11. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't have anything else to say right now. I'll tell you. What, I, I'll tell you, my buddy Craig. You know Craig Anton? 
He's a, oh, yeah, he's yeah, a good tall guy. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. got twin daughters. And like I, when I used to come out to L.A. when I was still drinking, I used to stay at their house. And they and they had these kids when they were like less than a year old. There's just these, these identical fucking babies. And I remember waking up there, you know, and I was like hungover as fuck. I was on two hours of sleep <laughs> and I'm sitting on this couch and these two crawling things you know, just came at me. And it was like, it was amazing. Like they made me feel so much better. And I, and I feel like I bonded with them forever at that moment because they sort of, because you know, the, the world was looking pretty dark. And uh, to this day, I, I thank them. And now they're 15, so it's awkward. You remember that time when you were like one? <laughs> and you crawled all over me when you were when I was hungover. That you really helped me out that day. I never said that because I'd probably be you know. Questioned. But you remember when you were a kid and your 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 dad would have his friend over and he'd go, "I remember when you were just peeing on my lap." And yeah, you'd go, I don't, yeah, I don't fucking care. I'd do it again now. <laughs> yeah, you want to recapture we're that? Those guys. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, what happens now, man? Where were you? Uh, how do you fucking live the, the, this road schedule that you do? And is it still working out for you? You know, just playing anywhere. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing Are we having a show here? Are there people coming over? <laughs> did, you, did you book <laughs> no, my I have garage? No, off, and I have uh, been invited to three pool parties. Oh, really? That's know. it. See, that's the one good thing about Los Angeles. Well, one of them is at Sarah Silverman's house, and it was Henry Phillips who said to say hello. Oh, he's uh, a great guy. I should have him in phenomenal. here. Phenomenal. That guy, if anyone should do a one-person show, it's him. Why doesn't he? Because he's lazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one thing that kills all of us. You don't yeah, seem to have that lazy problem. Lazy and no self-confidence, but that's all of his stories. That guy... Every single time I see him has the most brilliant stories about being fucked over because he's one of those guys that just right. says, fuck me over. Yeah, the black cloud. Just walking around, it's raining yeah. on him all the time. Right. And yeah. it, it, I, like, it's something I would like quit comedy to finance. And just We're working on your one-man show because you are the funniest <laughs> guy I've ever fucking known over decades uh -huh. uh, just talking. I got to get him in here. Yeah, he's funny because yeah. like, like, I like the music element too. I'd like to get him to do some songs. He could, he's a guitar too, right? He's a good piano Yeah, he's player. a guitar comic. Yeah, yeah. He has funny songs, but t he should just talk. Yeah. He'd be, he'd be great on your fucking show. Just yeah, yeah, no, I just got to get you're around not, to him. You're, you're a great interviewer. Yeah, like, sometimes. He, if he goes on morning radio, like... Yeah, do the song with the thing. Yeah, well, he, yeah. he, he takes a long time to get... But it's funny if you listen. And, and you no, one, yeah, couple no of itchy radio guys jocks. listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't listen. It's fucking bizarre. So, all right, so you're going to go do a pool party maybe. And then where do you go? Where's the next road thing? Uh, I'm off for five weeks. After I do San Diego on Sunday night, and then I'm off for five weeks. And what do you do then? July. Then we do a but No, but what tour. do you do on five weeks off? Oh, I fuck, I'm fucking great at doing nothing. Yeah, I, We well, do I, nothing so well. I, I, I do miss yard work. I'm a fucking homeowner. Yeah. <laughs> sit in my little house in my little town and yeah. fucking rake rocks. and. Fucking, it's great, right? I fucking love it. I mean, it's weird. Like, all of a sudden, I'm fucking up to my neck with, uh, with road shit and then doing this show every week. And all of a sudden, I got a job and I'd forgotten what... Even though when I used to sit around and do nothing, I was like, I'm fucked. I got because I didn't have a choice. I was doing nothing because there was nothing coming my way. Oh, but I still <laughs> like doing nothing. I'm really good at it. Isn't we, it great? We have, we have our friends are like the the deli manager at Safeway, and she's 57, and her husband neighbor Dave was a Frito Lay driver, but he's on disability, and you know we're gonna go on vacation with them. Really? <laughs> yeah, we have like normal people, but it's a fucking perfect trade off to. Oh, I was doing coke in the fucking main room, green room of the fucking comedy <laughs> store with all these weird people. And then you go home and I'm a completely normal fucking guy. How do you feel about the fans, though? Do they know that about you? I mean, are you are you getting uh, tired of them fucking expecting you <laughs> to die? 
uh, yeah, again, well, you you want to read the passage out of that <laughs> fucking Keith Richards novel again? Yeah, yeah it's kind of like that. Like, I, I know there's certain expectations, and I don't live up to them. I rarely do drugs. I do drink every fucking show because that's it actually helps my show. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, and then I, I go home and I don't do drugs and I watch a lot of bad fucking television. I'm ashamed. Like I want to like occasionally Facebook how upset I am with Celebrity Apprentice, but I go, nah, I can't put that on Facebook. <laughs> you got to keep that folk, yeah. uh, that folk myth alive. <laughs> the folk hero, Doug Stanhope, is well, no, upset about Apprentice. No, it's like a fucking reality check where you go, I'm really pissed off about Celebrity Apprentice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. It's not even on my I'm ashamed fucking... of myself. I don't want to advertise this and hope someone agrees. <laughs> I can't even fucking pay attention to this shit. I can't. I'm, it's not even on my fucking radar. I don't. I barely watch anything or listen to anything or see fucking anything. I'm not a sports guy. I get. I get worried that like I'm not caring about the right shit. How yeah. does your podcast affect your road? Like I know a lot of people listen and you do a great podcast, but it's. I, I would think it, there'd be some kind of like Jim Norton effect where if they can listen to you talk for hours at a time, why would they pay? Like, it, oh, well, it what, be- what it is, I think, is a lot of them are, are very uh, supportive and they, they <laughs> like me and, and a lot of them want to meet me and they want to, like, since the podcast doesn't cost anything, yeah. they, they like to be able to give back, you know, because like, a lot of people don't want to just give money uh, to something that they can get for free. So a lot of times they'll come. It's not that. It's just like, like Norton. Norton is so fucking funny on Opie and Anthony. Right. I don't think I've ever heard anyone that spontaneously funny that much and yeah. that's what how, what how do you do an act after you've been that well, funny naturally well fortunately uh a lot of them like i said before may not know my comedy i mean i know how many records i sell and i know how many people download this show so a lot of them are like he says he's a comic uh you know i've watched a couple of clips so the them seeing me as a stand-up is is something completely new to them right. and it's definitely something i know how to do so they're like holy fuck that was good but you yeah can... you you are an interviewer on your show that's where right Norton is like the he's funny, the funny guy. guy he's the funny guy so how do you be funnier yeah. than that on stage? right and also like a lot of the stuff i talk about doesn't have to be funny i'm just sharing my thoughts about stuff and but when i do stand up i'm you know i'm funny and i try to make it as different as possible uh, for them. Like some of the stuff that I've uh, talked about on the show sometimes develops into material. But generally, they're, 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 they're happy to be there. My, my fans are very nice people. I, I, I seem to attract a lot of uh, single dudes oh, that yeah, don't yeah. have a lot of friends. Yeah, tell me. But not, fucking, but, I have a sausage army fucking fan base of like trench coat, black t-shirt with some metal band logo. Well, and, do you think ever, like, I guess that's a question I want to ask. If we were to like, you know, go down a list of shit that, you know, Am that, I close enough to the mic? I'm not wearing headphones. No, you're right? good. You're good. That that I'm watching the levels. Is there like, do you find that when you lead or you get these single guys who are angry, who who may not be getting laid as much as they want, who don't necessarily have the best, uh, uh, the guys that miss the point about language and hear cunt, those guys. Well, right, <laughs> yeah. right. Well, I mean, the guys that are looking to validate their own fucking anger towards women, towards society, towards whatever. Uh, or, or, or do you feel like, are you ever misunderstood or find yourself? Well, I was just misunderstood by the fact that you said I have anger towards women. <laughs> no, well, no anger towards women. Right, okay. I have anger towards specific women. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But I'm saying that, do you ever find that you're dealing with people where you're like, holy fuck, did I invent you? I mean, are yes, you the- Yes, no, mi- I feel that way all the time. The more, like, Facebook, just having Facebook and reading the comments after I write a yeah. dumb joke- and within any, I could say, have a nice day on Facebook, and within six or seven comments, it will devolve into my fans fighting each other in the comments. 
fuck you. You spell Louisiana wrong. Well, you're a fucking faggot. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what, what did I do to get these people? Uh-huh. I've been doing a joke about like I want to come out of the closet just to get a better fan base. I just want to <laughs> fake being gay just to have a nicer fucking group of people with more disposable income. <laughs> yeah. But I'm the guy I could, I could suck a cock on stage and gay people would still not come to my shows. <laughs> and, and, the, and the real fans would be like, I get it, man. Doug just needs to suck a cock. But Facebook, you, you actually, like, it's almost like seeing into the mind of an audience where I wrote, I, I remember writing a, just a dumb joke. It's, you know, I, uh, I just had uh, my MySpace can, uh, direct, go, co- goes direct to my pager now. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah and yeah. then I'd get like, LOL, you still have a pager, dude? Lame. <laughs> and, but they're laughing. So you wonder if how many people are laughing for the wrong reasons that are not getting the joke in my audience. Like, I'm seeing into the head of why they're laughing, and they're laughing for the wrong fucking reason. Right. Have you ever had that, that sort of encounter with a dude where, where he's like, you know, I really get you, and you know, I, I think that uh, you know, I want to show you a body in my trunk kind of shit. I mean, have you ever been frightened by your fans? Uh, yes. I actually literally walked. We were in Canada. We were in, I think it was Edmonton, wherever it was, there was a, we're walking down the street looking for the gig, and on one side of the street is a train, like, stop, and then the businesses are behind it, and there's a fucking giant group of people that I think are getting on the train, and they were so fucking scary looking, we crossed the street to not have to walk through them, and then realize that's the people going into my show. (laughs) Actually... And they're white people. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And they were scary enough. I go, let's go on that side of the street. (laughs) And there they were in the front row. Right. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Now, in your mind, because, I mean, you you own what you say, is there anything you can't say? Well, the last taboo is attacking the audience. Oh really? I, well, I was ahead of your the game own on audiences. that. Your yeah. audience—that would be the last taboo. Why, are you fucking idiots? Why are you paying twenty-five dollars to hear a fucking old drunk person yell about stuff? The thing is, with hate mail, I've realized, and this is what makes me feel good about even bad comics. Yeah. you're just fucking mediocre comic. You're you're drunk, fucking miserable loser. This yeah. was a recent Facebook comment, yeah. and you're go- you're gonna live in mediocrity at best, and. How, this very, is on my fan page, of yeah. course. But I mean, what does mediocrity <laughs> but, but mean? The, the point is, the the best comic in the world, the pe- most people don't think is funny. You're right. not funny. Well, right. the best comic, most people will still not find funny because it's such, uh, you know, an abstract kind of That's humor right. is so yeah. specific. Yeah, and, and so you subjective. You could be the funniest fucking guy in the world, and most people will still not think you're funny. You or just have more it. fans than other comics but yeah but i think what what draws people to you is your your ability to sort of turn uh you know an accepted truth or something we all take for granted in on itself hang on uh time for another one flunky we were out we're out of champagne we're out of champagne well i guess that's a we can uh someone told me i gotta stop what are you gonna he's gonna make champagne you're gonna make champagne he says we're out (laughs) you have beer Oh yeah, all right. I'll take a beer. But that the the whole idea of uh, and the reason I, that I like listening to you is just that you know you turn these things that we take for granted or that are cultural norms in on themselves to at least provoke people to go like, oh fuck, I never thought of it that way. And that's a fucking important thing, just to blow little minds. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. as long as you have those ideas, yeah. <laughs> you go. I'm running short of <laughs> things I can turn on their head. Let's do more fist fuck jokes. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Are I you? was happier when I was doing those. <laughs> so so the arc has been that, you know, here's a guy, I'm angry, I got solutions. Now I'm just angry, fuck you. And pretty soon you'll just be like, ah, I'm not even that angry anymore. I, I remember hearing a, a Carlin interview on radio, terrestrial radio, years ago, where he's like, now I'm just going to laugh while the whole thing falls apart. I just want to enjoy, and I want to get to that place where I can just enjoy. Yeah, it's all stupid, but I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> it's not affecting my life. I have a fucking little tiny house that's paid off on a small back decrepit street in a decrepit area of a small town on the Mexican border, yeah. and I have a big fence, and yeah. we... we enjoy our lives are you happy yeah yeah all right all right then you won <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly but no it's bad for business happiness is not good for comedy why well, you invent yeah. things to hate <laughs> you look for things you, to you hate. never thought of another way to go you don't think you can be funny without it without the hate yeah i'm hoping to yeah, I'm hoping. Yeah, there's a new horizon. Again, I want to get to that place where I'm an old Carlin. I just can laugh at everything being fucked up. I think it'd be interesting if you just did a tour. You know, you disappear for a year and you do a tour where you don't cuss. All the jokes are meticulously uh, written out. Uh, you know, your your stage. You don't smoke on stage or drink, uh, and and uh, you stand still at the mic and never take it out of the stand. It, uh, the drinking thing actually, it it, it it when I don't drink on stage or don't drink enough, I'm so self-conscious and I'm so worried about the delivery and the reactions and really? all that that there's there's too much ego involved in it where I just, I, I, I'm just stiff. You just feel yourself being stiff. You get in your own head. Yeah, and I, when I'm when I'm drinking and drunk, I'm actually I get past that and I'm fleshing out ideas and I'm really like going with what I would say if we're fucking hanging around on my couch and... Uh, and, and, and yeah, I'd love to be in a place where I don't have to fucking be destroying myself just to get through a set and amuse people in fucking Chattanooga, Tennessee. So, do you, what do you think would happen if you went up there like with a like a week sober and and and? I don't know what would happen if I took a year off. I, I've always thought, you know, I have enough fucking money. And I live yeah. low enough. I right. don't have, like, I live, again, small town, yeah. house is paid off. I yeah. could take a year off. Right. How much would people forget you? Like, I, you but how much you, would you not need it? When Rhodes moved to fucking Amsterdam and then he's coming back like he's, uh, you know, basically mm -hmm. a fucking open micer and he's taking any fucking gig in El Paso or he's always working. But, but you built your house. It's different. I mean, you know, you've got this thing where, you know, you're not really beholden to anybody but yourself and you have a direct relationship with your fans. But the, but I'm saying Would how long, how long in this short attention span yeah, yeah, I hear you, I hear environment you. could you take a year off and still have a fan base? Or would you be some guy that they, oh, I used to like that guy, but yeah, I'm busy tonight. But you're, you're telling me that if you went up and you didn't, you, you didn't have a few drinks that your, your self-consciousness would debilitate you a bit. It, it does. Yeah. I don't know if I, t if, if I stopped drinking for a while, maybe I would grow into a person who can, yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Like, like, like when you're just, uh, when you're in downtime, are you relatively shy and don't you know, sort of engage? Oh, I'm very polite. I'm the <laughs> most polite. I'm like my dad. Yeah. I'm happy to see you. I don't want anyone having a bad time. We have football parties every Sunday during football season. Uh -huh. I'm fucking cooking. I basically have an apron on. Is everyone good? Can I get you a drink? Hang on. I'm going to make some mini pizzas. And I just, I'm like, fuck. yeah, I'm fucking Sally homeowner. You know, I'm a nice host. I'm I have normal people. We never talk about comedy. Yeah. They don't care who the fuck yeah. I am on the Holy road. Fuck, I guess it is just show business, huh? 
Yeah, but I like that. I yeah. really enjoy that. You know, s- it's still a release for you. That even if you've got to put on the hate, you get up there and get that fucking thing going. At but now. I don't know if I would enjoy that without this, without right. being right. on right. the road, partying, fucked up. Right. I can't. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you're happy, man. Yeah, I don't even know if I'm happy, but I'm glad to be here. Well, thanks for talking. <laughs> you good? I'm good. We good? Uh, yeah, I think, uh, and Janine Garofalo, I really, really like you. I hope I didn't make you that upset. It was just a thing. All right, man. Good to see anyway, you. Good to see you. That's our show. Doug Stanhope. Sorry I didn't get him before he did Louie, but he did a lovely job on that. It's always great talking to Doug. Go to WTFPod.com for all your WTF Pod needs. Get a little... Pow! Wow, I just shipped my pants. Just coffee.coop at WTFPod.com. Get an app for the iPhone, iPad, iPod uh, Touch, the Droid. You can get the premium on your computer. You can get on the mailing list. You can get some new merch. I got new posters up there. Uh, the new CD available signed at WTFPod.com. On the mailing list, I'll mail you something every Sunday. I write it Saturday. It's fun. It's not just, uh, you know, I, I'm just talking or I'm writing. Sometimes there's pictures, upcoming shows and whatnot. Wow. All right. Uh, I'm glad my memory and my uh, my body held up throughout this show. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you on Monday. Monday.